Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Luckiest Peach Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, the luckiest peach, or the lucky peach, I don't even know. I'm recording this very late. Um, I was going to record this in the morning, the day of the upload, but um, the top of this has been uh, in my mind. Um, How I wanted to approach this topic and talk about it has been reeling in my mind all day. And when I got home, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a shower. Uh, then I'll record. But then I kept thinking about how I'm going to say it over and over again. I was like, let me just get it over with so I don't stress myself out even more. Um, yeah. Uh, clearly, there was a change of plans. Again, uh, I apologize. Again, uh, next month in December, we will be back to our regular schedule. Um, so... Due to circumstances, which I will explain later on, um, I was unable to watch any virtual films for the festival. Um, Raul was able to watch some. Uh, I'm not sure about Luis, but um, yeah, so the there was no way for us to be able to do a virtual review because I wasn't able to watch anything virtually, which I will explain in a bit. Um So I just was like, fuck it, I'll do the review and say what I have to say in a few minutes. You'll, you'll hear it, Um, you know, tell, you know, finish it off. And then for the last Tuesday of November, we'll, we'll have a drunk commentary, have some of the classic stuff in there. Uh, The film we'll be uh, doing the commentary of is uh, Flash Gordon. So I'm excited about that. That's one of my favorite films. Um, the soundtrack is by Queen, my favorite band. So that's going to be fun. I'm really excited for that. Uh, I know I don't sound very excited. Again, I'm very tired. I'm very fucking tired. And I'm also just tired of this thing that I'm about to talk about. But I'm, you know, I'm going to talk about it here. And hopefully this is the last time I have to talk about it. Because um, it'll be out there. And, you know, I'm not going to argue with anyone about what it is. About, you know, anything. I'm going to say it from my perspective you know, the honest to Zeus truth, you know, I, I have no reason to lie. Like, what do I, oh, what reason would I have to lie? Also, I'm sorry if you're watching on Patreon at patreon.com. So just looking peach. Uh, my bed is a mess. I did get a new duvet cover. If you're looking, it's not as vibrant on camera. Nothing on camera is as vibrant as it is in person for whatever reason. Um, but it's green. It's, uh, very green green on my camera it looks more like a forest green no in real in real life it's like a straight green uh, it's really nice so uh, but also my bed is just a mess I just yeah again I literally just came home from uh, work so <sighs> but I am excited to review Flash Gordon I'm excited to have the group I think Michelle is finally going to be on the show so I'm, I'm actually very excited about that I've been trying to get them on the show for a long time. Uh, they were going to come on last month and it just didn't work out. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, that's all the, the news again next month. We'll be back to our normal schedule. Patrons will get an early episode of streaming wars next week. Um, but the regular release will be, you know, the first Tuesday of December, whatever day that is. Um, I don't know how to fucking, yeah, I, so 
I don't, I, I, I'm like, I'm holding off on saying some things because I don't want to, I just want to tell things in the order of events without saying anything before I say it, but I'm not trying to like creep up the suspense. Um, I'm just trying to say it in the order of things. So don't confuse myself or you guys. Um, but the short version of this is, um, although I did have fun, you know, seeing Raul again, and I had a lot of fun with my friends and I'm so glad we got to hang out and I'm glad I got to see these films early, you know, and review them for the podcast and, you know, be accepted as press for the first time. And, you know, I was excited to meet Sean Baker. It was, a, you know, I had fun at the individual things, but, um, despite that, it was the most stressful weekend of my life. Um, it was the most mentally and emotionally exhausting weekend of my life. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and say this as plainly as possible without any emotion, without calling names, without, you know, any of that salty shit because it's just not worth it. Um, I'm going to say it as is. Um, I was severely disrespected as press at the Houston Cinema Arts Festival to the point that I'm debating if I even want to go next year. Um, you know, it doesn't deter me from wanting to cover any festivals in the future, but uh, it deters me from going back next year. Um, depending on the circumstances of how the festival is run next year, that's that's what's going to be the deciding factor in if I go or not. Um, but at this point, I am doubtful that I will. Um, it's not the festival organizers' faults. Um, I'm not going to place blame on any one person. Um, you know, the salty side of me has a name that I want to say, but that's not worth my time to just, that's rude. You know, it's not worth it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I will say before I get into the full story of what happened, uh, this is going to be a short episode, uh, clearly, because I'm just going to be telling this story and um, yeah, um, but uh, well, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense because this, is a, this it's good for it to be a short episode because it's a somber tone and I, I don't want to keep you guys here for like a whole hour if it's going to be a really sad tone. Um, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Okay, so, you know, just flatly, I was severely disrespected as press, um, and as a content creator, as a, uh, I guess, audio journalist, podcast journalist, whatever you would call this, film critic, um, severely disrespected, and I also feel like, uh, this is what led to that disrespect, uh, this festival was very unorganized, um, which if it was like within the first few years that they've done this, that would be understandable. Honestly, it makes sense for that kind of shit to like be a little rocky at the start, but this is their 13th year. And I, you know, that's still early compared to other festivals, but that's 13 years that they've had time to, you know, get things situated, have a process. And they failed that, in my opinion. 
in terms of getting people in the door and selling tickets, things went the way that they were supposed to go. But from my side of things, from my perspective, from the perspective of somebody who's there to cover the festival and review everything in the festival, not just the films, but, you know, the execution of it itself, um, it was not done well. Um, again, I had fun at the events. Uh, I need to stop doing that kind of thing where I just repeat the good parts of things to kind of downplay the bad parts. Like, I think it goes without saying that I had fun at times, you know, it wasn't 100% awful, but, um, from a business standpoint, uh, as a person who was there to review everything, uh, it, it wasn't that much fun. I spent half of it, at least half of it, um, in severe distress. Um, I cried every single chance I was alone uh, because I'm still at a point in my life where I'm still embarrassed to cry in front of my friends uh, or in public for that matter. So I cried every chance I was alone. I smoked for the first time. I I, uh, I had a pack of cigarettes. I wasn't going to tell anyone of this, but I'm already saying it. I had a pack of cigarettes hidden in my car for insurance. Um, because uh, my most recent form of coping is not healthy. It's not healthy for my mortality. And the other urge I had was smoking. And that seemed the least harmful on my mortality, which is still harmful. I know it could kill me. But um, it's uh, less um, immediate of a harmful thing than the other option, if you know what I'm saying. The other option, I thankfully have been cleaned from since uh, July, I think. If you know what I mean. It's not drugs. It's uh, It involves it's sharp objects. Anyways, um, yeah, so I, I finally opened it. Uh, rather than, you know, slicing myself open. Uh, which I shouldn't have done, but it is it was the lesser of the two evils. Uh, anyways, that's how bad it was. I cried every time I was alone, uh, and I actually smoked for the first time, finally. I, that was, you know, that was the thing that broke me. Um, okay, so the day, the first night of it, uh, I had to work, and I was going to drive straight to the Airbnb, meet Raul and our friends, get dressed, and head straight to uh, Red Rocket. Um on my, while I'm sitting there, so Raul had landed in Houston in the morning or whatever, you know, he was hanging out with Kelvin and Luis. They went to the office to pick up their press, their press badges. Um, I honestly should have asked them to grab mine. They would have saved me a lot of stress. Um, but I'm at work and there's some downtime. I can't really look down because it's dogs. I work in a dog daycare, so I can't really be on my phone. But if there's downtime, I will peek at it for a little bit. I saw a text from Raul saying, you know, check your email. You'll be getting, uh, I should pull it up. It said, like, check your email. You'll be, yeah, no, no, no. I have too many texts with Raul. I'm not going to go find it. Check your email. You'll be getting information for press about the festival, you know, how to get into films and stuff. Um, nothing. Not a single thing. You know, I was like, I, I haven't gotten anything. And he's like, that's weird. Um, and then he's like, I'm in the office. I'll ask her right now. And then he said, you know, you know, they're working on it. Um, 
And I'm like, I still haven't gotten anything. And he's like, you never got this? And I'm like, no, no, never got that. And he's like, anyways, you should be able to get on, on the, on the, you know, on the website platform that they're using for it. Um, you should be able to access this. And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. Um, I was already too stressed out because that day at work was hell anyways. So the fact that I was finding out that I was actually missing out on information didn't help anything as well as, um, our group chat got, con our, our friend group chat got confusing. Uh, and I was not in the mood to be confused. I was very close to yelling at my own friends just for confusing me even further because I was so stressed. Um, which I apologize to my friends for. And, uh, I mean, thank God I didn't yell at y'all <laughs> for no reason. Um, yeah, so he, he does that and he's like, okay, they're sending it out now. No email. Um, and then he sends me, he's like, they thought your name was the Juicy Speech. Ha 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 ha. And I was like, oh, ha 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 ha. I thought he was joking. I'll get to, I'll come back to that. That's why I said, I thought, I'll come back to that. Anyways, so yeah, I find out I'm not getting emails. He's like, well, you should, you know, when you pick up your badge, blah, blah, blah. Um, so um, I was told I would be able to pick up my badge at the premiere, the opening night premiere of Red Rocket because my, because of the way my work schedule was, I was not able to go into their office and pick it up beforehand. Um, yeah, I, I work a lot and I work hard. So I didn't have time. No fault of my own, no fault of anyone's just time. Yes. was not on my side. So yeah, I leave work, whatever. I have the most stressful drive of my life because, uh, again, I'm seeing things, texts from my friends that are contradicting plans I had already made with Raul about how the night was going to go. Um, pissing me off, basically. Uh, but anyways, I get there, check into the Airbnb, I get dressed. Um, we go to Red Rocket. Uh, we go to check in. First of all, there's signs all over the goddamn place that say, you know, pre-registered, unregistered. Uh, the only un one I understood was Rush Line. And when we asked what the difference between them was, they were like, oh, there's no difference. You can just walk in. And I'm like, what? It was the most confusing shit. And the volunteers, honestly, were standing all over the place. Um, so anyways, I go, I check in, you know, I show them my vaccination card and my ID. Um, I'm like... Uh, our, I was told by so-and-so that I could pick up my press badge here. And they're like, well, if they're still at the opening night party, uh, they should be here before the movie. And so I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, so we, you know, we go, we scan our tickets, we go find our seats. Um, and right before the movie starts, I go back and I ask again, still nothing. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have my badge the first night, which sucked. Uh, took away a little fun of it, but regardless, opening night was fun. You know, our friend group was there. We had a lot of fun. We met Sean Baker, blah, blah, blah. Uh, after the movie, you know, we were like the last people out the door, basically, because we, I can't remember. We probably, yeah, we did talk about this last week. Uh, we kind of just like walked and talked with the, with the crew or not the crew, the cast of Red Rocket, we kind of walked and talked with them outside out of the building. But um, before we did that, we looked to see if the people that we needed to look for to get my badge were there. They still were not there, even though they were supposed to be. 
Um, so I just cut my losses. I was like, you know what? We're talking with these people in the industry, blah, blah, blah. It'll be fine. I'm sorry. I'm saying blah, blah, blah a lot. I don't know why I'm saying it. I, 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 don't, I, 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 I digress. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we go back. We go straight to bed. We are fucking tired. Uh, next day. What was it? Friday. So what did we do during the day? During the day. Oh, we went to my house. Raul got to see my room in person. Uh, we filmed our Barnes and Noble Criterion Hunt that should be up on his YouTube channel some point by the end of the month when our last uh, uh, buys of the Criterion sale come in. The mail, um, we do that, right? We just hang out, have fun, you know. So then that night we go to Luchadores, great film, but uh, we get there. And uh, I, at this point, I had gotten the number of the person I needed to correspond with to get my badge and my information. Uh, and they said they would be there and I would be able to get it. So we walk in and there's some other volunteers standing there. And I'm like, hi, I need to get my press badge. I wasn't able to get it yesterday. Uh, and they're like, OK, that's fine. Um, what's your email? Or no, no, they asked my name. And, you know, I tell them my name and I'm looking down at the iPad that they're doing it on because not out of curiosity, but also because I'm like, I haven't gotten any of the information I'm supposed to have gotten within the last week. I'm curious to see what happens. So I look at it. I see my name. I see an email that is not mine. Uh, I said juicy is peach podcast. And so I'm like, uh, is that the right? Can I see that? I was like, I was just like, I felt like an asshole doing this, but I'm like. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I was like, can I see the email that you have down for me? I just want to make sure, uh, you know, of course it said Juicy's Peach. And I was like, that's not the right email. I just flat out said, I was like, that's not the right email. Um, And I felt bad for the girl. I was, I wasn't pissy. I was just was being kind of, I wasn't being an asshole. I don't think, I hope I wasn't. Um. But I was trying to make my situation clear to her without being rude. And I'm concerned that I still sounded rude either way. Um, so she couldn't figure out how to update it in the iPad, which is fine. That's understandable. Um, that's not her fault. Uh, but she wrote it down. She wrote down the real email, which uh, if anyone has any questions about the podcast, you can go to luckiestpeachpodcast at gmail.com. That's luckiest peach podcast at gmail.com nothing else nowhere else i don't have access to an email that is of any other words or spellings okay i don't have access to those don't get it confused um anyways <sighs> so anyways i get my badge because it's there thankfully it has my name on it and um that was that i was still confused I was still bothered because it had not been fixed and I knew I was missing information uh, through Raul who had a multitude of emails about press that I did not have. Um, so we find the press relations person um, and uh, who Raul had met the day before when they went to their office. Um, so they were like, oh my God, hi Raul, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, hey, they're like uh because i struggled at that but oh okay okay hold on so 
you see, this is why I didn't want to jump ahead because I confused myself. So the reason what I said was I was like this when I was talking to the girl, I was like, oh, so that's why I haven't gotten any of the emails. And I knew she wasn't going to understand or fix that. I honestly, that's why I feel like an asshole because I shouldn't have said that. Um, but she just goes, ah, yeah, we'll fix it. Fine. Not her fault. She was just, you know, a volunteer. Um, but yeah, we're talking to the press person, the press relations person. And, um, we're like, Hey, Rachel has not, we noticed Rachel has the wrong email in there. And they're like, they, uh, they go, yeah, juiciest speech. And I'm like, I, at that moment I was like, luckiest speech. Like, I was like, are you kidding? It was one of those moments where I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I, I didn't say that. I was just like, luckiest speech. Um, because the entire time I was corresponding with this person from the moment I applied, you know, or, you know, asked for press accreditation, you know, to, you know, now the entire fucking time I've been emailing them from the luckiest peach email. I don't have access to an email called juiciest peach. I don't go by that. That's not my motif. You know, I don't know where that came from where they got that from because not once not once in any of my emails that I've sent to them have I said the word juiciest I've only ever said luckiest anyways so yeah I was just like luckiest speech and they're like oh and then you know the volunteer I'd spoken to before was like yeah I did I couldn't figure out how to change it in the system but I wrote it down and they're like okay well blah 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 and then in the middle of their sentence this guy this other guy, random guy, I don't know who the fuck he was, walks up to them and just starts talking to them. And instead of being like, hey, I'm in the middle of conversation fixing, you know, this this problem that our one of our press people, press people, one of our, you know, critics has, uh, they just started that conversation. Completely disregarded me, started that conversation, uh, said two words to that guy, and then turned around and walked away to go do something else and was like, Hey, you over there, let me go do this in the middle of my conversation with them about getting things fixed so I could get the proper information that I needed. So, you know, rightfully so I was pissed off, like incredibly pissed off in that moment. I like felt so insanely disrespected. Sorry. Uh, I felt like shit, you know, um, I'm sorry. So I felt like shit. I didn't feel like, um, my place at the festival there as press was, uh, respected, even though I, the only press badges I saw were mine, Luis's, and Raul's. I did not see a single other. I'm sure there were. But that being said, to get to set perspective, there were a handful of press people, including myself. So, you know, it's not like you have a multitude of press there. And maybe you could afford to be rude and mistreat one of them. But when you have a handful of them, you know what the fuck, you know, and I understand things were busy, things were hectic, but I, I still don't see that as an excuse to completely disregard somebody, 
completely disregard somebody who's representing your festival and reviewing it. Um, not to get on my high horse. I don't think I'm special or anything, but just, you know, in general, if it had been anyone else of higher status at that festival, it would have been fixed immediately. If it had been anyone involved in Sean Baker's team or, you know, the Red Rocket crew, cast and crew, it would have been fixed immediately. The second it was brought up, it would have been fixed. Me? No, I bring it up once, they write it down, uh, and then I bring it up again later that night, and I am walked away from, completely ignored, basically. Said, I'm told, oh, we're going to fix it, walk away. Uh, which didn't give me any faith that it was going to be fixed. Uh, that night in particular was a shit show. This was the catalyst of my stress. Um, this is the night that the smoking took place. Um, so yeah, after that, I I was just like, I literally stood there stunned. If you're watching on the video on patreon.com slash like a peach, you'll you see me like recreating how I was standing there. I was standing there just like, like we weren't wearing masks because we were outdoors. Um, it was an outdoor viewing, so you know, masks weren't required. Um, so like you could see on my face, like that was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Did you just walk away from me? Like while we're in the middle of talking about an issue I'm having that needs to be fixed. You just walk away from somebody like that. When you're the person who can fix that issue. I, I, I still don't understand that. I really don't. Um, no amount of ADD could explain that to me. Uh, somebody with undiagnosed, almost diagnosed ADD. Uh, I have an appointment with a psychiatrist next month. Fingers crossed. Uh, anyways. <sighs> so, yeah, I was just like dumbfounded. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, but anyways, we walk away. I try, I'm trying to like forget it. I'm trying to keep a positive mindset. I'm one of those people. I'm like in, in you know, the times of despair. I'm trying to stay in the present moment and be positive. Um, I, I don't want to be a pessimist. I try to be as much of an optimist as possible. I'm like, well, we're here. You know, there's free beer. My friends are here. It's going to be okay. It wasn't okay, but it, I was like trying to convince myself. Um, but because I had already been stressed the fuck out for the previous week through, you know, working seven days straight at work and then, you know, everything that had happened the day before of being confused and stressed out from work, uh, yeah, that was the catalyst. Um, anyways, so yeah, we go, we get our beers, our drinks. I, I was the only one who got beer. Uh, you know, Luis and Raul do not drink. They got um, sodas. Uh, we go and sit down because I wasn't in the mood to talk to anybody. Um, and uh, so I was looking at my account with the uh, platform that was being used to schedule, you know, the, the, the platform that was being used that had the, you know, the schedule where you could buy tickets, the virtual festival, that platform uh, where, you know, we would have access to everything. I was trying to figure that out and I could not. And, um, you know, every five minutes I was asked, you got it? Every five minutes it was just, you got it? And at no point did I got it. At no point in that night did I have any of it. Did I have any of it figured out? Did I have access to anything at that night? I didn't have access to 
Um, so, so basically on my account, it just was deemed a normal account because uh, my press pass was attached to the wrong email, which I still don't know how it happened. I still don't. Um, anyways, I'm going to say things as they are. I'm sorry. I got a little bit of the sarcastic tone there. I apologize. Say things as they were. Anyways, every five minutes I was asked if I got it, but at no point did I have it. Um, at one point I was curious, so I logged out and, uh, the way to log in for whatever reason or create an account was to start to buy a ticket and then create an account. And so I entered, I was, I was just being curious. I entered juiciestpeachpodcast.gmail.com. And when I hit next, it said, welcome back, Rachel. And I'm like, I don't own this account. That's not my account, you know? So from there on, I'm like, this platform is acting like I already have an account under this email. So I can't access it because I don't have a password. for Like it wouldn't let me create a password. If I tried to reset the password, it's like, we sent a link to your email. And I'm like, I don't have that email. Um, like I fucked around and was like, maybe if I try to create a new email under Juiciest Peach and I tried to do that. Uh, that email already existed. So somebody else is getting all my press emails. Um, Calvin, thankfully, had the good idea of emailing that person and seeing if they could forward everything. No dice. Nothing happened. Nothing came of it. But it was it was an effort. It was a great effort. And I'm grateful for that. Uh, very grateful for Calvin this night. Uh, he kind of got me through it. Um, but at that point, you know, the constant, like, asking if things had been figured out. And the more and more I dove deep into trying to figure it out uh, on my own, again, because I was being completely ignored and disregarded and dismissed by, you know, the person that was supposed to fix it, um, the person in charge of it, it, it just boiled up in me and I couldn't stop thinking. I straight up was like, I'll be right back. Uh, I go to the bathroom. I'm just, I cry. I let it all out. I had a mental breakdown in that bathroom and I'm so lucky nobody walked in. I sent a very long voice memo of me just venting my stress to Kelvin. Um, and then, you know, he was like standing out there and we went on a walk, we smoked, whatever, you know, we kind of talked about it, calmed me down. I, at that point, the sadness of the emotion was gone. The tears, all that was gone. It was more just anger at that point. The kind of dry anger where you don't even want to cry anymore. You're just mad, you know? Um, so we finally sat down. We had missed the beginning of the film. But we watched the rest of it. I tried not to think about it. Uh, thankfully, we ran into a, a good friend from school, Noah Key. He's great. He's a fantastic filmmaker. He's got a genius mind. Um, we ran into him. We, you know, we sat with him at the back because I couldn't even be bothered to go sit in my, the seat I had been sitting in before. Um, after the movie, we talked for a while. The press, the PR person, um, while I was in the bathroom, actually, I think Raul went to speak to the PR person again about it. I don't know what was said. He never told me, but I think he, I don't know. I, I think he just emphasized how important it was that it got changed, but I don't know. Um... I didn't see the PR person until the end of the night when we were about to leave. They walk up and they're like, oh my God, hi, Raul, blah, 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 I'll see you later. And then um, 
Okay, so the first time they walk past me, they, this, within like 10 minutes, they walk past me twice. They walk past me first and they're like, I'm so sorry, Rachel. I'm going to fix it. And I was like, okay, thank you. I was just like, thank you. Because I'm like, you know, fucking fix it. Um, and then, um, yeah, about 10, 20 minutes later, they walk past me again. They rub me on the shoulder and say, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to fix it. And then walk away and start doing other things. And to me, it felt ingenuine. It didn't feel real. And I'm not saying this because I was in an emotional state. Um, I was very clear headed in that moment. I knew what was going on. And, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I can read. I'm pretty good at reading people and picking up, you know, energies of that. I could tell that there wasn't much it didn't feel like there was anything actually meant behind that I'm going to take care of you. It felt ingenuine or disingenuine, whatever the word is. It didn't feel genuine. Um, it it felt like sympathy um, rather than um, I rather than somebody realizing their mistake and then fixing it. It felt like just sympathy and pity and a half-hearted you know, empty, you know, apology, really. Not even half-hearted, just, it just felt empty. Um, it didn't fix anything. I, like, it was, I just didn't feel anything from it. I didn't feel like they actually cared. Um, so, they also, that night, had told me, to see, I mixed it up, but I'm also slowly remembering it. They also told me that night, uh, to text them the correct email, which still blew my mind because I'm like, I've only been emailing you from one email this entire time. I don't understand. But I told me to text them and to email them it, right? Even though I had just written it down on a piece of paper. Uh, but yeah, so whatever, I did it immediately that night. I texted it and emailed them. Um, the next day, I text them and I ask, Hey, you know, I hope you're having a great day. I was just wondering if you had a chance to update my email so I could access the things that I need to access. Um, no response. Didn't text me back. Did not help my my mood. Didn't help that I was pissed off. Um, felt maybe feel even more disregarded. Um, so I waited a couple more hours, even though it had already been, you know, like. Who knows how long that the wrong email was in the system and, you know, how long that I didn't have access to the virtual festival or to be able to get my press pass. Like, not my physical one. The physical badge was meaningless. That was just, it, it was meaningless in terms of getting me into things. It's just, you know, it was just for looks. Uh, I mean, my, like, digital press pass, the, like, thing that scans that gets me into these movies didn't exist to me because I didn't have access to the correct one. Um, so it didn't help. I was just getting more and more pissed off as time went on, as I kept getting ignored. Um, so at that point, I sent them a long email uh, voicing my frustrations. Again, just putting things plainly, not putting any emotion in it, just being very professional of Hey, um, you know, I was made aware that the incorrect email was put into the system. Um, and 
you know, I was concerned because there are a multitude of emails I was supposed to receive uh, within the last week that I did not receive and that I still have not received and I would like forwarded to me um, just so I can have that information now. Um, and, you know, when I asked to have it, you know, fixed, I was, it was not fixed within 24 hours. Um, you know, is there anything you can do to finally fix it? Because, you know, the festival is ongoing, you know, we're almost halfway through the physical in-person events and I still don't have access to anything. Um, yeah, because at that point I didn't even feel like my place there as press mattered. I felt worthless, you know, I felt like I had like I had with like my friends groups as a kid I felt like I was just there for like pity like I felt like somebody just gave me a press pass so like oh they have a podcast I guess you know and just disregarded me uh which is how a lot of my friend groups were as a kid I was just included because they felt bad for me um yeah it felt like a feeling I knew way too well and so it hurt it hit too deep you know and I, I don't I doubt that's the truth. I doubt that's, you know, what was going on, but it still hurt. You know, it, it just the situation drew parallels from a lot of cycles, a lot of repetitive things that happened in my life. And it cut deep. It really did. Um, so I waited another couple hours, no response, not a single fucking response to my texts or my email. Um, so at that point, I was fed up. I DM'd the um, Houston Cinema Arts Society uh, Twitter account and told them what was up. Um, and at that point, I got in touch with an intern and they were like, what's going on? I explained, you know, a little further, gave them the correct email and they're like, we're going to patch you in with this coordinator person. Um, so again, I told him what was up. Uh, gave him the correct email and was like, I've only ever been sending emails from this email, so I don't know where the mix-up happened. Um, and he's like, okay, we'll get on it. Immediately, immediately get a text from the PR person saying, I'm fixing it now. Literally all it took, like at that point, what it took was me talking to the actual coordinator of the event for it to get fixed. After you know, a solid how a day or two of me begging, basically begging this person to finally fix it. It took me going to the higher up position and it, which makes me feel like even more of an asshole because I wasn't trying to be a Karen or anything. I was just trying to, you know, instill my place there being like, hey, I'm press. I don't have access to anything. How am I supposed to be press if I don't have access to anything? You know, how am I supposed to review your films and do this thing that I promised you I would do saying, you know, I would review films uh, if I can't access it? How am I supposed to do my job here if I can't access it? You know? Um, yeah. So that's what it took. Um, and then just, you know, salt in the wound. As soon as I got that text saying, I'm fixing it now, I got, what's your email again? After maybe like 
probably like seven or eight times of me having said luckiestpeachpodcast at gmail.com. I was told to say again. I wrote it down on a piece of paper. I texted it to them the previous night. I emailed it to them the previous night. I DM'd it to the event coordinator. I DM'd it to the intern that I spoke to. I said it aloud in person to this person, to you know the PR person, multiple times. And I was still asked to tell them it again. And I understand forgetfulness, but something that's been said to you however many times, something, you know, an email that you've been receiving messages from for a month. That is, you know, that email was in their system. It was in their inbox. It had been there. You see where I'm getting at? You see why I was pissed off? Um, yeah, which I, again, it, like, I'm like, I wonder if there's emails they sent to the wrong, to Juiciest Peach that they never got responses to and they were probably like, oh, Rachel's a bitch not responding. No, it's because there was the wrong email. And it's an honest mistake that could happen, but what throws me off is the fact that it wasn't like I said my email out loud and they just mixed it up in their head. It was like I was emailing them from the podcast's email for a month, you know, from the start of our conversation, I was emailing them from it. So they were looking at it every time they got a message from me. So that's where I'm confused on how the mix up happened, but whatever it's, it's no one's fault individually. Um, so yeah, at that point it finally got fixed, right? I was able to get my, you know, digital QR code pass to get into the physical events. And then, you know, the physical in-person part of the, the festival ends. I go home. Raul flies up back home. Whatever. Um, so then I try to get started. You know, we record we record our in-person review last for last week's episode. We do that. That same day, I'm like, I'll get started watching the virtual films. Um, I go to the virtual festival. I have access to the stuff that was free. There were some short films that were free for everybody. So I have no complaints about that. Those were free. Um, but I couldn't access anything else. As a, you know, again, for the press pass, I was to be able to access all of those virtual films. Uh, and I couldn't access a single one without having to pay for them. And I can see where, you know, somebody might be like, well, you just wanted them for free. No, that's not the case. It's just we had an understanding. We had an agreement, you know. We had, you know, I guess a, a virtual contract of, you know, what, I mean, this is what press is, you know, but I wasn't able to access my screeners. Um, the fuck is texting? Anyway, sorry. I wasn't able to access my screeners like I was supposed to. It was telling me I needed to pay for them. So then I had to email again. And in this time, I was at a point where I was just so tired of not being responded to from the press relations person that I, again, just emailed the coordinator and said, I can't access this, blah, blah, blah. And, he, and then, uh, yeah, they immediately fixed that. But by the time they fixed it, it was too late. I only got access to my virtual stuff on Friday. And um, uh, because of my work schedule and because films had already, films that I was going to watch to review had expired in the previous days, I couldn't watch anything 
And at this point, the only film I can, the only films I can watch at this point are the free ones, uh, in Balanchine's classroom, which I can watch anywhere else online, somewhere else online. Uh, I can't remember where. And Petite Maman, which I also have access to elsewhere online already. So the, the screeners are useless at this point. Uh, and Petite Maman, I saw in person. So that y'all aren't going to hear me review that movie again, even though I could tell you a million times that I fucking loved it. Um, and that it was, you know, my say my favorite film of the festival. Um, and that it, I, yeah, I mean... I'm not going to say it deserves the Oscar because Titan does, but, you know, really, France came in clutch this year, you know? Uh, but anyways, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it, um, that was the last two weeks of my life. They were the most stressful two weeks of my life. The last, this isn't the worst I felt, you know, this isn't the worst I've been treated by a person Fortunately, for, I shouldn't say fortunately, unfortunately, because <laughs> unfortunately I have been treated worse by a single person. Um, but that's my review of the festival. I had fun at the individual events that I was able to go to, which you can hear those reviews in last week's episode. If you missed it, I reviewed all the films I saw in person which are the only films I saw at the festival. Um, uh, but other than that, this is my review of the festival itself. Um, the movies themselves were great. Those experiences were great. Being with my friends was great. I missed them. It was fun having the boys together. Um, but organization-wise, execution-wise, uh, respect-wise, it was hell. It was hell on my mind. It was hell, you know, on my emotions. It was hell on my self-esteem, on how I see myself as a person and as a creator. It made me feel like my, like, I wasn't important, even though, you know, there was an agreement of, you know, you're going to be a press person, you're going to be here, you are important to us. And then, you know, just completely dismissed and disregarded and ignored and uh, disrespected. Um, I don't think I've ever had a company or an organization or an event mistreat me. You know, I, I've i been to a large, like, I've been to a convention and been treated nicer by the, the owner of the convention and by, like, Sebastian Stan himself than... I was during this. And at that point I was, you know, spending hundreds of dollars of their money, of my own money, putting it in their pockets. They could have treated me like shit being like, haha, I got your money. So I'm going to treat you like shit. You know, um, I, again, I don't understand how inviting somebody to be press at your event so they can cover everything and review your event and then mistreating them i don't get it it's not the end of the world it's fine i'll be okay the only reason i'm depressed well the only reason my depression is bad now is just a multitude of stress inducing it you know that's not the single reason i'm not you know salty about it 
I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to make it come to light because it's important because people shouldn't get the idea that they can mistreat others when they made an agreement. Um, yeah, make sure you double read, you know, double check when somebody emails you, double check where it came from. Just like you would double check a name when you're sending a text. Um, yeah, treat your press partners, whatever the fuck, treat your journalists correctly. Again, you know, you know, I, I'm here to critique and review this event and it did not go the way it was supposed to. And I was treated in a way that made me feel less than. So I'm going to bring it to light because mistreatment is not okay. And being silent about it doesn't help anybody but the person who, you know, mistreats you. So um, that's that. We actually did go for an hour. I apologize for that. I thought it was going to be short. Um, I guess because I just rambled. Uh, but what else is new? Again, I apologize for any emotional outbursts I had. I don't think I had anything like major, but you know, that it did want to stray from calling names because it's not important and it's not worth it. It's not worth anyone's time. Um, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I doubt I'll be going to HCAF again next year. Highly doubt. Um, I'm, I, I for sure will not be applying as press. If there's a film showing that I really, really want to see, I'll buy a ticket for it, and that's that. Um, but I won't be applying for press. I don't feel valued as press by them. You know, I feel like they don't care about who they have as press, who they have as journalists coming in uh, to review their thing. So I'm not even going to bother. You know, I'll move on to other festivals that uh, will treat me better. As you would anytime you're mistreated, you move on to something better. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'll be okay. Uh, mentally, depression-wise, I will be okay. Uh, for anyone wondering, I will be okay. I have not smoked since. Um, I don't have any sharp objects near me. I don't have the urge to touch those sharp objects uh, or harm myself. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. If you made it this far in, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for valuing me, making me feel like I have a purpose here. When, you know, other people make me feel like a piece of shit. Um, I will see you next week with fun times <laughs> and energy uh, and alcohol with the drunk commentary of Flash Gordon. Um, I'm actually crying as I say this because when I said thank you, I was like, I just got grateful for the people who listen to this podcast and make me feel like I have a purpose. So thank you for listening. It really means the world. Enough that I'm crying about it now. Um, I gotta go preheat my oven for my brother. But uh, thank you again. Um, I'll see you next week. You can find me everywhere at Lucky Peach, L-V-C-K-Y Peach. If you go to any of my socials, there is a link tree that'll take you to Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd. Go to my Letterboxd. I use it religiously. It's important. Um, YouTube, the podcast itself, 
Twitch, the Discord associated with the podcast, um, TikTok, all that good stuff. Um, I don't have any updates on the website or the stickers, unfortunately. I apologize about that. But the moment I do, I will, you know, tell you guys just life has been too busy. You know, the last two weeks have been work and sleep. Work, sleep, uh, eat, and poop. That's it. Uh, I mean, I'm also obviously I've showered and, and stuff, but like, you know what I mean. Um, so I haven't had time for anything. I I find time to record these main episodes, but I haven't had time to even watch a movie outside of the you know the festival events I went to. But um, I'm getting back on track. I finally have a day off soon, so I'll be able to watch some Ingmar Bergman for patrons. There is a Patreon exclusive uh, series going on, uh, which is a Ingmar Bergman's cinema retrospective. I'm reviewing each of the films in the box set from Criterion Collection. Um, There's a Patreon exclusive thing. I will be getting to it this week. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Um, I I keep apologizing to patrons. It makes me wonder why I even have one, but um, I'm getting to it. Um, I was doing really good, you know, before the festival, but, you know, shit hit the fan. Um, so that kind of made it hard for me to get anything done. Um, the only motivation I have to get out of bed is just to go to work right now. But again, I'm working on it. We're getting there. But I digress. Uh, if you have any questions about the podcast or if you just want to talk you can dm me well i don't know if my dms are open but you can you know at me on twitter at lucky peach um thank you to my patrons at patreon.com slash lucky peach my patrons you can also talk to me you can also email me at lucky speech podcast at gmail.com for any questions or suggestions you have about films that i should talk about um I've yet to plan January yet, so uh, I'm, I'm very open to suggestions for things that I should do for Cult of the Month or for monthly reviews or drunk commentaries next year, because I have not started planning next year. Uh, so any suggestions or recommendations are greatly appreciated. Um, but yeah, I will see you guys next week for the drunk commentary. Thank you again, because you guys mean the world to me. Thank you for supporting me. I'll see you next week. Stay peachy.